Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to episode 20 of Talk Form, the quickfire podcast where we ask four great questions to unique and interesting people. Behind the mic today is your host, Louis Scoopian, that's me, and our special guest for today, Carlos Lemos Jr., who's going to be answering our questions today. Carlos, please say hi, introduce yourself, and give us a quick rundown of who you are and what you do before I shoot some questions. Hello, Louis and listeners. It's a great pleasure to be here, and uh, I gladly uh took this invitation to share a little bit of uh, who i am and my story with you guys my name is carlos lemos jr i am a native of barra da tijuca rio de janeiro brazil i'm a fifth time uh, i'm a fifth degree black belt under master carlos gracie jr and i'm a leader over here in the chicagoland Brilliant. Wow. What an impressive guy. And um, before we go into the questions, I'd just like to ask, how was your UK trip and how did that all go? Man, my UK trip was truly awesome. Uh, Brilliant. I, uh, I arrived in the UK after a tour of seminars in Sweden. I am, uh, I am the pioneer of Grace Barra in Scandinavia. And along with some of my students, we're the first first Grace Barra leaders to start the movement over there. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, I was I was away from all of you guys in Europe for years since uh, the pandemic. I couldn't I couldn't come for over two years. And uh, my last my last visit was in December of 2019. So uh, this this visit came. I received this opportunity with great spirits and man, it, it was really awesome to after a pandemic and after being, uh, after the separation uh, that took a couple of years, be back over there in UK and see the amazing growth, uh, growth of the, uh, not only Grace Barra community, but the, the Jiu Jitsu community in general. And, uh, to experience the leadership of of our Gracie Barra black belts down there in the southwest UK, it, it was truly inspiring to me. I have to say that was, and I was overwhelmed with the reception. We had a, I had a seminar there with Professor uh, Salvatore Pazzi, uh, where we we united all the Gracie Barra leaders of the southwest UK. Yes. And there were over 129 people on the match. So it was <laughs> fantastic. Uh-huh. Wow. I'll tell you what, um, there's an interesting dynamic going on here, isn't there? Because I'm a white belt. I've just started a few months ago at Gracie Bar in streets. And my instructor is Professor Rich Weatherall. And I'm under the impression that you were the person who taught him. So we've kind of got a couple of different jiu-jitsu generations going on here, don't we? Correct. Yes. Uh, your professor, Professor Rich, it's one of my students and Professor Salvo's students. Uh, Brilliant. His, his story goes back to, to when I first started teaching in Bristol, like in around 2005. Mm-hmm. And uh, he trained with me for several years and was always loyal and very committed to the program and and to our flag. And then uh, when I moved to the US, Professor Salvo took over the operations of there. And my most loyal students and the ones that believed on the Jiu Jitsu uh, miracles that uh, I, I was 
sharing with them and everything and, and believed in the lineage of Master Carlos Gracie Jr., they decide to, I recommend to them, they say, who do we follow? I say, follow Professor Salvo. At mm-hmm. the time, Salvo wasn't a professor. He was a coach, but he was a natural-born leader and he was welcoming and he kept the team together. And, and from that point on, they did an amazing job, like uh, expanding and thriving and, and also working together as a unison body because it's really hard for uh, alpha leaders like black belts in jiu-jitsu to not have differences and to not separate from each other when you have like some uh, uh, strong willing men uh, with different opinions. So it's remarkable that Professor Salvo and, and our leadership to be working together, just like we did in Brazil over 30 years ago. And, and that's why we're the biggest team in the world. Brilliant. That's so good to hear. And um, right, I tell you what, I'm so excited to hear a little bit more about your expertise and everything. So if you're ready, I'm going to jump into question number one, if that's good with you. Of course. Awesome. Absolutely. So for my first question, how did you get into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the first place? And how did your path take you to becoming the world champion and achieving everything you have so far? This is an amazing question, Luis. Thank you. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I believe we're, we're, we always have to go, we always have to revisit our beginnings, right? Mm. The beginning of Grace Bar, the beginning of, of, uh, of the Jiu-Jitsu uh, in Brazil, the, even the beginning of the Jiu-Jitsu in Japan. Every, every time you go back to the beginning, things clarify a lot, a lot of things that will make sense to you. But... Uh, my story was really interesting. I, I, I've been involved with martial arts since the age of three. My first contact with martial arts was in Taekwondo. Three? My father took me to, yeah, my wow. father <laughs> took me to, to, to train Taekwondo. And eventually I, I did that for a couple of years. It left a really positive mark in my character, even like as a little child. And uh, when we moved to to more to to the the scene in Barra, we're we're moving. Uh, we used to live in Lagoa, and uh, which is like a, a town away from Barra, close to Copacabana and Botafogo. But I moved to I moved to Barra when I was five, and uh, just became like really far from me to to train down there where I used to live. So then, uh, I next thing I know, I started to train a little judo, a little karate, and uh, naturally, I preferred judo because there wasn't the punching and kicking element. It was more about breaking people's balance, breaking uh, others' balance. It was more about strategy, balance, weight distribution, and. I think I was attracted to that as well as the the discipline aspects that I got from my first judo sensei. Hmm. I trained judo for about three years, and then I started to do doing kickboxing as well. 
And by the age of like 13 years old, Jiu-Jitsu then in the early 90s became extremely popular in Baja. Mm. You know, the, the, Gracie, the Gracie Baja school, the first one Master Carlos opened was Trident. But I had a rejection to Jiu-Jitsu since I was involved already with two other types of martial arts. And I was involved with surfing as well in a competitive level. I, I rejected the idea of the community of jiu-jitsu because it was, it was like a really uh, tight brotherhood. Like the, the jiu-jitsu kids are always doing everything together. They're going to places together. They're, they're, they're going to the, to the, to, they had their little school groups and mm. they're doing everything together. And I was like, man, this is kind of like, a, I don't like this idea of, uh, so tight community like it's uh, it's like a cult what 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 are, who are these guys you know they they have they do everything together they dress different you know i'm not i, I don't i don't like these guys much so what changed your mind yeah that's that's an interesting story and then man like the more i rejected to the idea the more more of my friends were getting involved into the jiu-jitsu movement. One day, I was probably around 13, 14 years old. I, I saw all the kids running in our, in our town. I saw all the kids running to this grass field and they say, man, there is a fight, there is a fight, there is a fight, let's go. There is an adult fight to, who's about to fight a kid and we all ran over there. And next thing I know, I saw this friend of mine at the time, he was probably 17 years old, 16 years old. And I was, I was only 13. And I saw this grown man on his late 20s, if not on his early 30s. And they're facing each other, about to start a fight on this grass field. And I say, Jesus Christ, man, he's going to kill my friend. Oh, my God. I hope somebody comes. And I was like... I was petrified. And uh, when the guy swung the first punch, I remember like the, 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 the scene clear in my mind. My friend ducked under his arm, took his back, uh, back mounted the guy while he was still standing because he was so much bigger than my friend, put him on the rear naked choke, and uh, the guy fell on his knees and felt with his face on the grass, my friend let him go. And for I was in disbelief. I was like, what wow. is this? It's this is like magic that a little kid could defend himself against a grown adult, like that guy was nothing. This is amazing. But yet <laughs> I didn't want to be part of the troop. So sure. my and then I started dating a, a girl, an Argentinian girl, that she was, her sister was dating my best friend. And we started like, it was like maybe my first girlfriend, if we can call that, a, a girlfriend and a boyfriend. And uh, her brother was training jiu-jitsu too with these guys out there. And I said, 
man, I don't, I don't, she said, well, why don't you train jiu-jitsu? My brother always calling you. And I say, no, no, I like surfing. I don't like jiu-jitsu. I like, I already know martial arts. I don't need, I don't need to train jiu-jitsu. We always think oh, we don't need, right? Mm. And uh, man, months, a couple of months later, we're all kids and she breaks up with me. And then she goes and start dating that very jiu-jitsu kid that I saw getting into a fight with a grown man. And uh, I say, I struggle with that idea for a little bit. And then I say, you know what? I'm going to start training jiu-jitsu. And I'm going to become better than that guy. And I'm going to beat that guy. I'm going to go and I'm going to beat him. <laughs> and uh, I joined a jiu-jitsu school. Next thing I know, like we're we're all training part of the same group together, and uh, within six months, I looked around me, Louis, and what I saw were the best, most generous, most genuine, most giving, most sincere, most courageous, most honest people that I could that I ever met in my life outside my own family. And I realized that no longer I had any drop of hatred or frustration in my heart for anybody. All I had was love. All I had was appreciation. And I felt like I was embraced by that people that like I never been in any other martial art, any other sport, any other segment of my life. And I decided, I stayed man, I, this is no longer about me trying to beat this kid or become better than this kid. This is about, this is about love. And I can't live without this. And I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to one day be a black belt. I want to one day teach jiu-jitsu. And I want to share this love with others as well. That's my, how I started. That is a beautiful story. And it's really interesting how the dynamics of the reason why you were training change. And I tell you what, it really resonates with me too, because that's exactly what I've found when I've started jujitsu. I've played tennis since I was four years old. And the sort of atmosphere around tennis courts and training with people is it's always very selfish and it's always very self-motivated, self-driven. But when I went to jiu-jitsu for the first time a few months ago and since I've been training then, it's been just fascinating and really, really nice to be in a community of people that want you to get better as well. It's not selfish. It's not self-driven at all. It's all about the group and the brotherhood and the community, isn't it? And it's always so fun to go to these sessions. And it's really addictive, actually, when you finally, you know, kind of get into that, the swing of things there. And it's just nice to improve. And honestly, it's helped me in my life as well and on tennis and on the tennis court for me too personally it's just made me want you know my training partners to improve too and become more you know more part of a, a group and a community almost in the tennis world as well I mean you can't change it so much but jiu-jitsu's really had a big impact on my life already that's amazing uh it's the story that I hear over and over and over Louis and on the tough days when your body's tired, when your mind is full, when you're dealing with like the, the hurdles of the, the uh, running a, a, a organization and, 
and working with so many different people. It, it, what do you say that's like what really motivates us and refuel our passion to keep doing what we are doing? Mm. You know, the funny thing, I don't know if that happened with you uh, on, your ten, on your tennis career, but man, when I started doing jiu-jitsu, my surfing skills skyrocketed because I, I developed like more power. I developed more stamina. I developed more balance. I developed, mostly I developed body, uh, a sense of body awareness that I didn't have with all my hours of surfing with like competing and interacting with the best surfers of my generation, like locally and internationally. And I said, man, I'm doing less surfing and I'm better than I ever been and I'm doing jiu-jitsu every day. What is this? And you got to a point that on the weekends, still as a teenager, I was competing in jiu-jitsu uh, on Saturday and then competing on a surfing tournament on Sunday. And it was this for a couple of years until uh, the, the, the brotherhood, the friendships, the relationships I formed on the match completely took over any aspirations that I had mm. with other sports. And uh, I, that, that really became a quest of betterment in different aspects of my life. Brilliant. Right. So to move on to my second question, which I feel like in some ways you may have almost answered this already, but I still want to hear what you have to say. Um, for my next question, why do you think people should start jujitsu? For someone who's listening right now who has been interested but doubtful and not gone to their first class, what would you tell them and what are the main benefits? The, your, your questions are, are very good. <laughs> Thank you. I do try my best. <laughs> Uh, and the reason why is this I can, I can tell anybody look man in the UK uh, nobody can carry a gun and however the bad guys they have knives and sometimes they even have guns right so in terms of self defense Jiu Jitsu is extremely appealing because the simplicity of our self defense system is really, uh, it, it's what makes it so effective to anybody, right? For jiu-jitsu mm. is effective for everyone. Jiu-jitsu for everyone is the motto of Gracie Bar. So jiu-jitsu is effective for everyone, for everyone. But that, if, if I tell you that this is the biggest benefit in jiu-jitsu, I would truly undersell what jiu-jitsu really is. Uh, and the best way to put to anybody, if you're going to come and try a jiu-jitsu class on a good traditional jiu-jitsu school, and I can tell that for the Gracie Barra schools in general, do an amazing job because in Gracie Barra, you have like a, a, a very tough selective process with the certification programs of the instructors and of the school. So Gracie Barra schools are safe places. They are clean schools. But that's not limited to Gracie Barra, of course. You also have 
other good jiu-jitsu places outside Gracie Barra. But in general, it's you can't go wrong when you go to a Gracie Barra school. Sure. And when you get there, uh, something magical will happen on these mats where it, it, it won't matter if your day was good, if your day was bad, or if your day was terrible. When you finish the class, the person that's going to be walking out of these doors is a completely different person for better. And if your day was terrible, when, if, when you finish that session, your day going to be good. And if your day was bad, your day going to be excellent. And if your day was good, it's going to be even better after that. Mm. And the reason why is the energy that is shared over there with each other when you guys are training when we are training it, it's like really contagious in a sense that you it, it's uplifting what's going on over there on the mats but it's not only that you're going to be getting the probably the best workout of your life you're going to be getting the best breathing workout of your life as well because it's not only about muscles and flexibility and, and strength. It's also a lot about uh, cardiovascular uh, uh, abilities. And you develop that on the mat. And, man, it's, like, it's an incredible mental hygiene exercise where for that hour or two that you're inside the school, if you have no thoughts, your only thought it's about learning the moves, doing the best you can to execute them and have fun. Nothing else really matters. So uh, if you come to, to try a jiu-jitsu class, only then you understand that we are not crazy people in pajamas hugging each other and trying to toss each other on the mats uh, covering sweat. That, that's definitely not what's happening over there. What is happening over there, it's almost a spiritual uh, and very humbling experience where every day you get humbled by someone, every day you learn from somebody, and it's every day that is something that is a new universe unfolding in front of you right there. And this experience is shared by people with the same mindset that they get there deprived of ego, deprived, deprived of frustration or anger. When you get on the mats, you, you, it's a true expression of who you are and who you can possibly be. Love that answer. That's absolutely brilliant. And one of the things that I recognized as well in myself um, is the first few sessions that I went to um, when I did my first few, you know, roles and sparring parts, I tried so much and so hard and I was exhausted in the first one or two minutes of, of, you know, rolling around and people were just completely taking advantage of that tiredness. And over the you know short amount of time and you know short amount of sessions that I've been going so far, I have learned that to be good at to be good at it and to last longer and to you know control your body better, you have to focus on your breathing and you have to relax as well. And I thought that actually that's helped me in my tennis too. Just that whole learning to 
stay relaxed when you're in an intense situation and when the adrenaline's pumping, you know, it's to focus on your breathing. It really is a, it's really such a good thing for your body and your mind. And like you said, all the things that you mentioned are all completely relevant for sure. And um, obviously that question was catered more to people who are about to start jujitsu. But for the next question, I wanted to ask a bit about the people who are already doing jujitsu. So for new white belts and athletes who are in their early jujitsu stages, what, in your opinion, is the key to making fast progress and developing the fundamentals whilst also remaining safe and not getting injured? Okay, so it's it's funny that one question ties to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one thing that jiu-jitsu will prepare you for is to deal with pressure to deal with uncomfortable situations and finding comfort through this uncomfort uncomfortable situation uh for a white belt and this is a huge challenge for a white belt and that's why it's so 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 important for a white belt to grow and to grow fast that person must to be able to relax. Yeah, it's not easy to relax when you you're when you have somebody trying to pull your back on the floor, uh, overcome your legs, sit on your chest, and put you on a choke. But you must, because only when you relax, you can breathe properly. Only when you can breathe properly, you can oxygenate your brain. And when, only when your brain is, has oxygen, you can make smart decisions. So isn't this a real incredible gift, Luis? Like, tell me what other sport, what other activity will teach you to not panic, no, to not panic, to not lose your composure no matter what. This is what jiu-jitsu teaches you. But on the same time, that it's teaching you patience, it's teaching you to remain calm under pressure, it's teaching you to, to relax. On the same time, it teaches you to have sharp, fast reactions when it's necessary. When it's, you see the opportunity coming, you, if you're relaxed, you, it will, you will be able to act and to, to act with snapping speed to execute the move that it's necessary. Uh, so the it, it, answering the question, when you go to the mats, relax. Do not panic. Do not get tensed. Don't let your ego betray you. Keep calm. It's a learning experience from you. For you, uh, the same it, it is a, a learning experience to a black belt. Everybody is there on a learning journey with you. Your training partners are not your enemies. Your training partners are, are the vehicles for your development on the mats. As long as you have this attitude, man, your progress is going to be much faster and much safer. Excellent answer. Thank you so much for that. Um, so for the last question, I think this is a really interesting question and something that I think almost everyone in jiu-jitsu should have a listen to um off the mats and outside of the dojo 
what are some of the lifestyle practices and habits that have been the biggest influence on your jiu-jitsu performance and things that other athletes should be doing too? It could be something about mentality, diet, sleep, recovery, or anything. Look, when you go, when imagine like now a person who drinks and smokes in regular basis and uh, who eats poorly, mm. right? And that person comes to the mats and it's likely that they can't pass the warm-up. And I've seen that happening so many times, you know, with people they're abusing either alcohol, tobacco, or even drugs. And uh, I, when I get to talk to these people, I, I normally say to them, look, if you're here, man, it's because life and the universe is is giving you one more chance, a chance to do something good with your life. And over here, you're a brother, you're a sister, you're welcome and you're embraced, and this is going to change your life. And for the ones that believe in this message, they realize, man, if I eat something really bad, it would take hours for me to digest that, and I'm not going to be feeling good in practice. So let me make a different choice of of food over here so I can feel a little bit better, a little bit lighter and healthier on my stomach when I'm there training. And that cigarette that's supposed to go to your lungs right before the session starts to say, man, I, how can I do this if I have somebody sitting on my chest or <laughs> holding my lapel on my back trying to strangle me? I, I can barely breathe with without cigarettes in my imagine if I lit another one mm. and the, little by little, man, like I, every time I drink the next day, I have a, such a bad headache. Why am I going to drink if I have to go and train the next day? I don't want to miss a session. I don't want to, I don't want to miss what's going on over there. And I don't want to miss the week of training. I don't want to be away from my friends and yeah. naturally, Naturally, it's the natural process that Jiu-Jitsu going to start helping you to make the smart choices. Sometimes not so much because you want, but because it, the, 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 the training process can be brutal for somebody who is not in tune with their bodies. But then if you ask, oh, what, what do you do different? Well, put it this way, Louis. Everything I do, everything I eat has to do with improving my performance in jiu-jitsu. In terms of, man, I know if I don't get eight hours of sleep a night, I my, my day is not the same. My performance is not the same. You know, I, I don't feel I recovery 100%. So I try, even though I, I can't get eight hours every night i try my best to get the eight hours sure you know um i'm just going to say as well just on the point that you're making here which i find really fascinating but in some ways it has the opposite effect as well doesn't it in terms of if you're someone who's you know a little bit addicted to something like drugs or alcohol and you're in a really bad spot the best way to get out of these situations is to have something in your life that takes up your time, which you're scared to screw up. And, you know, if you 
if you're not allowed to drive when you're drinking, you shouldn't be in a situation where, you know, you can hurt people as well in certain moves and stuff. But I actually do think that starting and committing to something like jujitsu could actually be the way out and the escape from an addiction potentially. What do you think about that? hundred uh, percent. Mona, I, I couldn't agree more with you. You know, like uh, if you're like, it's like a way to have like a, 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 a positive stimulus in your mind because man, like the, the endorphins that are produced in your brain when you're under drugs and they're produced in your brain after you have in a training session, they're very similar. You know, so, so you, you remove the bad for the good, you know, and yeah, like I was, it's funny that a Professor Rich, Professor Salvo and I, last time we're talking, we're talking exactly about this, Luis, like we, sometimes we don't even know how many hundreds, if not thousands of lives, the three of us already saved. Many times the students will share their stories with us, which are like heart moving. But many times they won't share their stories yet. They, their their journey changes them. So it, it's it's like you can help, but having positive uh, physical and mental habits for your jujitsu. You know, it's not only it's not only physical too. Like what you're ingesting in your body, what you're not putting in your body. It's also mental because if if you go with a bad attitude on the mats, if you get over there and you're already defeated, if you have like, uh, if you don't have the the, the, the mindset of, of uh, winning or learning, if you don't have the mindset to share to that moment with your training partners, your, your training side will not flow the way it's supposed to. Sure. Well, you, the, the jiu-jitsu person becomes a naturally pragmatic person because you you have to start you have to always look at the life from a positive angle every time you hit the mats so yeah i i don't lift much weights luis i know there the weight lifting works for a lot of people but for me i do more free body weights workouts and i i do some sort of different trainings more functional workouts uh and I, I do breathing exercises and I used to do a lot of yoga, but not lately. I haven't had time to do yoga as much as I would like, but I think it's good for jujitsu too. So that's, that's pretty much my, my routine. Essentially, I try to do everything to help me to keep growing on the mats. Even though I passed my, my prime as a competitor in competition today, it's not my main focus, you know. My main focus is to keep improving my jiu-jitsu so I can offer more to the, the, the students and the community around me. It's My main focus is to see them uh, fulfilling their dreams through all the lessons they're going to learn on the mats, forming families, winning tournaments, uh, making new friends, and enjoying life. That's the in essence of what we are there for excellent so that is our four questions done for today and before we wrap it up it is time for the shameless plug carlos feel free to take a minute and promote anything that you're working on you want people to take a look at or just something that you believe in 
I believe jiu-jitsu is the is the is a divine art that uh, it was given to mankind to help us to to have our next uh, stage of evolution where everybody is nothing but one. We are all the same. We are all tolerant. We are all understanding. And our respect and appreciation on the mats don't come from how deep is your pocket, how handsome or how pretty you are, but it's how committed, how dedicated, how effective, how kind and respectful you are to others. That's how you earn your respect and your appreciation on the mats. And this is a very important lesson for our society today. Brilliant. And this is why I love Jiu-Jitsu. I'm so glad to hear it. Um, could you just confirm maybe your Instagram page or something as well, just so people can find you and follow you? Because I'm sure loads of people will want to from this. Yes, it's my, my Instagram. It's very easy. It's Carlos Lemos Jr. GB. Um, and uh, there are two main events I am promoting. One is uh, our experience winter camp uh, on February 2023 in Riviera Maya, Mexico. It's uh, five days, five nights on the beach training with me, Professor Romulo Barral, Professor Marcão, Professor Draculino, Professor Salvo, and the best in the world, the best of Grace Barra there. I hope you can make it to the camp one day, Luis. It's an amazing experience, all inclusive. And also on, on September of 2023, uh, we're going to be doing the same thing in uh, southern Italy, in Sicily. And uh, Professor Salvo and I are going to be running this camp together with many other greats from Grace Barra. So you're also invited to participate on our camp in, in Sicily. So February 2023 and uh, September 2023, these are the dates for the camp in Sicily and the camp in Mexico. And uh, yeah, my Instagram is Carlos Lemos Jr. GB. Very easy. So please follow. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Um, Carlos, thank you so much for joining me today for the Talk 4 podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on. And I've learned a load. Thank you so much, Luis. If you're a student of uh, Professor Rich and Gracie Barra Streets. You, you're like my grandchild. So you, <laughs> you're also my student, my friend. It was an amazing pleasure to connect with you. And I'll definitely be checking you on, on the social medias. And uh, I hope to hear back from you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 20. And if you'd like to listen to our past episodes, go and have a look at our channel. And if you'd like to listen in for our future ones, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And please do spread some love by leaving a like and comment. Signing off for now.